Everybody has regrets. Some are harmless, while others can haunt us for the rest of our lives if we let them. I'm Larie Florence, and I'll be your host of episode 124 of the Happiness Playbook, where I'll be sharing some of my regrets and hopefully helping you better manage yours. But before we get to that, let's check in on how we did with last week's play of the week in our team huddle. In episode 123, we shared eight ways to enter the now, and we challenged you to take a minute every day and practice being more in the now. How did it go? Full disclosure, I forgot a couple of days, but on the days when I really leaned into the moment, it felt great. Whether it was playing exuberantly with the new puppy or sitting in stillness watching the wind blow the trees, it was wonderful. It felt like taking a deep drink of cool, refreshing water after a long workout. The funny thing was I wouldn't notice how stiff my shoulders were or how tight my jaw muscles were until I took the moment to tune into the now and let the stress melt off my body. When I became more fully conscious, I noticed things that I'd been ignoring, like clenching my teeth or furrowing my brow. Being more present with my mind and body helped iron out that disconnection. I think we all need more of that, especially in this disrupted, constantly barraged with information culture that we live in. Here's a fun show to check out, The Reluctant Traveler. You can find it on Apple Plus, and it's hosted by Eugene Levy. He's one of my favorite comedians. In episode one, he travels to Finland, which is reputed to have the happiest people on earth, which I find ironic because I express gratitude daily that my ancestors left Finland and immigrated to the United States back in the mid-1800s. Anyway, Mr. Levy does a, a lot of stepping into the now in this series as he explores different cultures. The Finnish folks live a much slower, simpler life. Ice fishing is a highlight, and they're genuinely happy. I think it has to do with that magic formula of being in the now. So get to it and be more present. It will take practice, but that's okay. You can do it. And speaking of practicing, that's, that has something to do with one of the regrets that I have. One of my regrets was that when I was a kid, my hardworking mom sacrificed to pay a very nice lady in our neighborhood to teach me how to play the piano. But I didn't practice like I should. And I know it sounds crazy coming from someone who's putting themselves out there on a podcast weekly, but I tend to be shy. And as a child, I was painfully shy. I consider to this day one of the biggest miracles of my life was that I sang a solo in my seventh grade choir concert. Anyway, playing the piano poorly because I did not practice in front of my very nice teacher was mortifying and even worse was when I did practice in my home in front of my mocking siblings. So 
Even though I wanted to learn how to play the piano, I didn't put in the needed practice time. And it became this this terrible cycle because I was embarrassed to practice in front of my siblings who would tease me. Then I would go to a lesson and I was even more embarrassed because I performed poorly because I didn't practice. And I'm ashamed to admit that there were actually a few weeks when I'd leave the house and instead of walking to my piano lesson, I would go and hide in the woods until the amount of time had passed. So I could, it would appear that I had attended my lesson. Now, all of this I regret. I let all of this not important stuff, like worrying that my brother would tease me about my mistakes when I was practicing, I let that get in the way of what I really wanted, which was to play the piano. And to be clear, I did want to learn to play. I was not being forced. And I've actually taken lessons as an adult to learn how to better play the piano because that desire never left me. Now, is there something that you're shortchanging yourself on because you're worried about what someone else will think of you? I did as a kid, and I deeply regret it. This Fear of judgment or of being ridiculed goes way back. Back in the Old Testament, in the kings, there's a part where one of the great armies, I think it's the Assyrian army, they were going about conquering the many different nations. And so when it was time to go and attack Israel, they sent out a guy called the Rabshike. The Rabshike. I don't know exactly how to say it. But his job was to go and to like make these announcements, kind of like issuing a challenge. But he would, he would stand on the wall and mock the people who were about to be attacked. So if this Rabshake could plant enough doubts in the hearts of the people, they would give up without a fight. Now, that's a lot of power. That's the power of mockery. In theater language, we call these kinds of doubts Yaba yabas. They whisper that you'll look foolish if you try and that you should just give up. Ironically, in the end, we often feel far more regret for not trying. Listen to what Mark Twain had to say about it. 20 years from now, you'll be more disappointed by the things you didn't do by the ones you did. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, Catch the trade winds in your sails. Explore, dream, discover. So why do we listen to the Rapshakes and the Yabba Yabas? Is it fear of judgment? Well, who made them a judge? Why did I care that my siblings said I sounded bad when I practiced the piano? I did sound bad. My brother was right. I was just learning how to play the piano. So why did I value not being mocked more than I valued learning a skill that I really wanted to master? I think I wasn't willing to let go of my sibling's judgment and just play anyway. Somehow I was hanging on to their judgment. When we came up with the principle of let go and play as one of the four play theory principles, we thought of a few others that It could have been instead, like, leave your your ego at the door, or be open to learning, or be open-minded. 
And those are all really great principles. But there's something about letting go of what is not serving us that is essential if we want to be open to accepting what is serving us. And with, in my situation, with my piano practicing and my siblings, I was not willing to let go of what I perceived to be their judgments. In a pickleball match, even the pros miss a ball. I've even seen them hit it into the net. Does that make them bad pickleball players? Of course not. We'd never hold them to the standard of perfection, yet I think we do that to ourselves. We allow the pickleball pros to let go of a few mistakes and keep playing. So why is that so hard for us to do for ourselves? Back when I was a kid playing piano and I made mistakes and my brother teased me, why couldn't I just let go and keep playing? The other day, I was playing pickleball with some new friends, and I was pleased to have won the first three matches. My partner and I actually pickled the other team in our second match. And in pickleball vernacular, that means that we won before they could score a point. I was feeling pretty darn good about myself. Then, in the fourth match, the other team came back and won. Suddenly, Every mistake I made crashed down on my psyche like it was the ultimate judgment in my ability to play pickleball. And I didn't notice this was happening in my brain until the next match was well underway. And then when I did notice it, I course corrected and instead of catastrophizing or catastrophizing or catastrophizing, I'm not sure how to say that word, but anyway, instead of making a mountain out of every error, I shook it off. Remember that Taylor Swift hit, shake it off? Well, there's some wisdom for you. Here's the lyrics to that song. I stay out too late, got nothing in my brain. That's what people say. That's what people say. I go on too many dates, but I can't make them stay. At least that's what people say. But I keep Cruising, can't stop, won't stop moving. It's like I got this music in my mind saying it's going to be all right because the player's going to play and the hater's going to hate and the faker's going to fake. Baby, I'm just going to shake. I shake it off. I shake it off. Here's some wisdom for you the next time you're feeling like someone's judging you or maybe you're judging yourself. Maybe you're worried about what someone else is going to think or what they've been thinking. Shake it off and let it go. Be present with what you really want and let go of what someone else may think. Looking back at the regret about my piano lessons, what I regret the most is listening to the doubts instead of letting go of my self-consciousness about my inability to play well despite being a beginner piano player. Why did I listen to those self-doubts, even if they were amplified by others' voices? And newsflash, when we're worried about what someone else thought about you, it's in the past, meaning you're not being present. And when you're worried about what they might think about you, that would be something in the future. And again, you're not being present. These two play theory principles of let go and play and be present are so 
interconnected. It's impossible to let go and play if you don't step into the present moment. So here's this week's workout. I want you to find Miss Swift's song. Sorry, Miss Swift's song. Shake it off. There's a little tongue twister for you. I want you to turn up the volume and dance. Maybe you even sing along. Then the next time you feel yourself giving into those yabba yabbas, remember to let it go and shake it off. When I was able to do this in my pickleball matches and remember that even if I missed a ball or lost a point or heavens, even lost the match, I was still playing pickleball. And playing pickleball is a lot of fun. So let go of your fear of failing or judgment from others or judgment of yourself and keep playing. Or in other words, keep trying. You've got this. Next week, we're going to be exploring the power of a limitation. I hope you'll tune in and I hope you'll take a minute and look outward and scroll down and rate the podcast. Give it some love. Five stars helps. And then if you've got a minute, type out a quick review. Let me know you're listening. I would really appreciate it. I need a little bit of encouragement and carrying on. If you know somebody that would be served by having better mental hygiene, then share the podcast with them. I think we could all use a little more happy. And remember, life comes at you ready or not, and a happiness practice can make all the difference in how you handle it. So please make sure to make a happiness practice a regular part of your mental hygiene. Keep up the practice. You got this.